listening to the Salt and Light podcast. We hope you're encouraged by today's message. Thank you for joining. In Hebrews chapter 11, verse 6, the Word of God states, in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. But without faith, it is impossible to please Him, to please God. For he who comes to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. It is impossible to please God, to draw close to God if I don't have faith. I need to believe that he is. The Bible states that I cannot be double-minded, that he's looking for people that have one heart for him. Now to believe and have faith in God is to know that his plans are better And that he has something in store for our lives, his purpose. For us, is always, I want you to look at me, to bring him glory. It's not for us, but it's for him. It's through him. But when we understand that he has a plan for my life, that he gave his son, Jesus, so that I can no longer have to live as a slave to sin, but I can come into a newness of life and freedom, and I can start living not in my own merit, but in what Jesus did for me, faith increases. And I'll tell you this. I'll put this very practical just so you can understand. When, when you have faith and you want something, you go get it. Come on, look at me. I feel that many times it's like, God, how come I'm not seeing your hand move? How come I'm, I'm not seeing you transform the situation? And I'll just tell you this as plainly as it's me speaking into my life because you don't want it. But I, when you turn your heart and you say, God, it's your will, not my will, and you actually go after what he has for you? He's a rewarder. He rewards those that believe. Ah, this week you might say, Pastor, this week I doubt it, man. It was tough. This week the situation happened and I'm just, oh, doubt comes, fear comes in. Can I tell you our faith is greater than fear? Our faith in Jesus when you have this expectation of glory, expectation of God turning a situation in your family for good, expectation, I know you're going through a divorce, but that God's going to give you a better relationship, expectation that I'm in this situation here and my finances, I don't think I can make it, but expectation that God's going to give me to give. When you live with expectation, he's pleased. That's who God is. Would you close your eyes with me? Let's pray. God, I thank you that your love remains that your mercy is new every day and we just stand right now at the feet of the cross saying thank you thank you for your love thank you for your mercy holy spirit i pray that you would come in and just bring a shift in our thinking bring a bring a transformation in our heart that we may live in ways that it pleases you that we may know you and be known by you in jesus name we all say amen, amen. we've been talking this month about knowing him Knowing the God that rewards, not the God that is waiting for you to be punished, not the God that is out with the belt to get you, but the God that is with his hands wide open (laughs) waiting for you to return home. For the God that not only has he given his son for you, but he's made a covenant of peace through Jesus that you and I can live in peace even in the midst of this chaotic world. He makes a covenant of peace. And that God that is Jehovah Jireh, my provider. Everything I need, Jesus says, I am the bread of life. Everything I need is in Jesus. Jesus is enough. Oh, you didn't hear me today. 
I said, Jesus is enough. When you live out of that place, you start giving out of what he's already given you. You live an overflow. I'm not trying to get something. I'm already filled, and I'm it just... I'm not trying for I'm not trying to do something for to please him. I'm already I'm already his son. I don't need to serve him for him to love me. It's because he loves me that I serve him. And when I understand that, then I, I start walking in the Jehovah Rapha, my healer, my restorer. Even bad season in my life, even bad things that I've done, he turns for good. This is grace. It's not that I've done good things that I deserve. Grace is that I've done bad things. That I know I don't deserve his goodness. But when I start living in his grace, now this is a fulfillment of the law. I don't have to live in what the Bible says in the Old Testament. It just, I'm in overflow again. I'm grateful. So because I'm grateful, I start living in Christ. In Christ, not in my terms. In Christ, I start giving fruit. I can have a lot of gifts and many people can have gifts in their lives. But it's until you give fruit. That you see if you're in Christ. You start walking in his fullness. And today, I want to introduce you to that God that many of us have heard of, but a few of us believe in, and even fewer actually walk with. Abba, Father. In the New Testament, we hear this for the first time. Abba, Father. Dad. Hmm. I, I know, I know this is, this is a little hard for us, especially in the Hispanic, uh, you know, but I'm just going to say all across, but I'm just, it's hard for us to believe in a God that loves us and wants us close when our dad always pushed us away. Are you ready? I said, are you ready? If you're ready, say, oh yeah. Okay, let's go to Galatians chapter four. Galatians chapter four, verses one through seven. Now I say, this is Paul speaking. That the heir, as long as he is a child, does not differ of, at all from the slave. Though he is a master of all, but is under guardians and stewards until the time appointed by the Father. The time appointed by the Father in Jesus. Even so, we, when we were children, were in bondage under the elements of the world. But when the fullness of the time had come, God sent forth his son, born of a woman, born under the law, to redeem those that were under the law what does that mean that because of the law my sin merited punishment and he redeemed us that we that we might receive the adoption of sons and because you are sons god has sent forth the spirit of his son into your hearts what does what does it cry out come on wake up what does it cry out come on the spirit inside of you cries out dad your mind might cry out something else but your heart, your, your spirit cries out, Abba, Father. Therefore, you are no longer a slave, but a son. And if a son, then an heir of God through Christ. About 10 years ago, this young, uh, this young man came into our lives from Colombia. I remember meeting him and him telling me, Pastor, God brought me here. And I know God brought me here and he's going to supply all my needs. I said, man, I love your faith. I believe in a God that is a rewarder of faith. I said, tell me, how did you do it to get over here? And he's like, pastor, I didn't have any money. I didn't even have my visa. And I went and applied for my student visa and they gave it to me. 
I didn't have uh, exactly where I was going to go, but God provided for a house of pastors. I always wanted to be a child of pastors. And guess what? Pastors adopted me to be able to go into their house. And he's with his excitement telling me the story coming from Colombia, Los Parceros. Tell me all these things that happened and how God put in his heart. I want you to get in this, a dream to come to the United States. I think many times we have a dream and we don't, we don't, we don't understand that it's God's dream. Anything that brings glory to God is God's dream. And many times we're afraid of greatness because we think we're going to act in selfishness. I want to set you free today. In fact, I'll tell you this. It is someone like Patrick Mahomes that stands and says, Jesus did this that gives glory to God. Not the person that's on the bench. Okay. And we have this, this, we have this false humility thinking as long as I'm in the bench, God receives the glory. But I want to take you to a place and when you meet a father that is not afraid of you being great because he knows you're going to give him glory. And, and, and it's okay for you to go for that area management position. It's okay. Come on. It's okay to believe that what, what he has for us is better. Now, it's better for you to understand, it's good to believe for that, but it's better for you to understand that it's already yours. I'm a son of God, therefore, I don't, I'm, not, I'm not living in what I can accomplish, I'm living in what he already did for me, and I step into by faith to give him glory, nothing is mine, everything is his. And when we walk into this, we understand, you know, this young man, his name was Jules, he's playing guitar today, steps into the school, a private school, and, and tell him, how are you going to pay for this? He's like, I don't know. The Lord told me to come from Colombia, and he was going to pay for me. Now, inside, you know how we are? Inside, I was like, hmm, loco. Outside, I'm like, yes, brother. Brother, I believe. I believe in God. I believe God will provide for you. Now, I want you to get this. Many times, what looks loco for us it's barely tapping into what God has for you. Without faith, it is impossible to please God. So what area of your life looks, looks local right now? Oh, I don't think that's going to restore my, this relationship with my, with, my, with my dad. I don't think it's going to restore this with my... Come on. I, I don't think I, God, I can do that. And we are afraid and we act in fear instead of acting in faith. And without faith, I can please him. He cannot show up unless you step into faith. I want to show you a God that is a good father. He's not waiting to punish you. He's waiting to reward you. He's not, listen, he's not afraid of your past. So stop hiding it. He, he's, not, he's not condemning you. He already did that in Christ. He's inviting you to be set free from your past. And when we walked into this place, we understand that we, not, we are heirs of God. We, we are sons. He is my father. Somebody say with me, Abba, Abba. Father. Abba. We're calling him Dad. The Bible keeps reading in verse 8 through 10. But then, indeed, when you did not know God, you served those which by nature are not gods. But now after you have known God, or rather are known by God, come on, is his love. He loved us first. Known by God, how is it? How is it that you turn again to the weak and beggarly elements to which you desire? You observe days and months and seasons and years. Look at me, please. Paul is speaking to the church, and he's telling people in Galatia, you believed in a God that is your father, 
I want to remind you, when you were not sons, when Jesus had not died for you, you were under the law. And many of you want to come back to being religious when I'm inviting you to live in relationship. Because you feel that you're not, you don't merit, you don't deserve to get close to God. Come on, where are my people that grew up like this and said, I, I can't get close to God. I, I have to be far from God. He's going to punish me. Come on, somebody be real and lift your hand with me. Come on. Uh, here, I have to do 30 steps, 50 steps before I can draw close to him. Come on. And, and we, we relate to God according to our relationship, our closeness to him. So if I believe in a God that's distant, my prayer is distant. So nothing requires faith in my prayer. I pray for things that I'm doing. Somebody said, well, me loco. But when I start getting crazy faith, it's when I see him as a father that loves me. Matthew 7 says, if you being evil know how to give good gifts, how much, would your heaven, how much more, somebody said, well, me more. more. Mm, yeah, you didn't hear me. Tell the person next to you, tell them more. Come on, more. It's more than what you're thinking, more than what you're thinking. And I know some of us struggle with this because it's like, man, pastor, it's because I don't deserve this. I know, I don't deserve it. But I want to introduce you to a God that gives you more than you deserve, more than you ever thought, more than you ever imagined. He's a good father. Jesus presents him to us this way. He presents him this way as a father, okay? He, he calls out Abba Father. He calls out Abba Father. And he understands that his God, his, his father, he says, everything I have, Lord, I'm giving them to them. I pray that they'll be one. And he presents us to us as a father that has two sons. And to one of them says, give me my inheritance. And what does the father say? Take it. He's not like us. He's not wanting to control the outcome. Come on. Don't go stay here because I believe, I think you can. And he said, here, if that's what you want, here you go. And the other stays with, with the father. Now, the one that stays with the Father, so that's amazing. Luke chapter 15, write it down so you can study it. Luke chapter 15. What's amazing about this story, I just want to summarize this part, is that the, the, the son that, that asked for his inheritance wasted all the money of the dad. Like, in other words, he wasted his life. Have you ever wasted your life? Ah, oh, only, three, only three of you are being real today. Have you ever wasted time in your life? Come on. Friday night. Hmm. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make it Christianese. Thursday night, you wasted time, you know, worrying about what people are going to say. The way, the way, you're giving them Thanksgiving dinner, and you're worrying about them liking it. Ah. <laughs> wasted time. The people that are going to be thankful are going to be thankful, and the people that are going to be criticized are going to criticize. So I've learned that. Okay. All right. You wasted time. Saturday, wanting to get a high, and if I find somebody that will make me worth something, then I'll be somebody. And Jesus says, I've been waiting for you. I give my life to you. You are everything to me. God the Father, and we, we, we don't know how to relate to him because some of us didn't even grow up with a dad. So he's so distant, and we pray distant prayers. And he draws close to us in Jesus. In Psalm 128, verse 118, verses 28 through 29 says, You are my God, and I will praise you. You are my God, not your God, my God. You are my God, I will exalt you. Oh, give thanks to the Lord. For he is what? Good. For he is what? Good. For his mercy endures forever. 
Oh, but I, I, I messed up again, Pastor. His mercy endures forever. In fact, I know God is doing a work in your life because you feel bad about it. Come on, because you repent about it. See, the problem is we think we have to be perfect. Now, I'm not giving you a license to sin. That's not grace. Grace is you having the ability through the Holy Spirit to stop that addiction, to stop getting mad every, every time your son just says something you don't like. Oh, it got quiet. <laughs> to not burst out in anger when your wife says, I don't like that. My wife doesn't say that. I'm just saying. <laughs> the fruit of the Spirit, God in me, through his spirit, now start living because I have a good father. Not because I have done anything, but because I, I don't, out, of, out of everybody, look at me please. Out of everybody, he chose you. He wants you. Yeah. I remember getting a puppy for Christmas one time. How many of you, where are my puppy lovers? We're getting ready for Christmas. Now, they took me to this farm and they said, you can choose whichever one you want. I wanted all of them. I remember getting them and saying, this is the one I want. Tell my dad, can I take this one? Whichever one you want. My dad's a good dad. I remember my dad taking me shopping. Now, I want you to get this. I, I have to change this. And he tell me, there were times in which he would tell me, you have 50 bucks. Get whatever shoes under 50 bucks. Come on, why are my people that say, you get, get whatever shoes, but go to Payless. Whichever shoes you want, I'll pay this. Some of us, you know, we'll take our kids to the dollar, dollar Tree. Get whatever you want. And we think God is like that. Our God has no credit limit. So we got to start praying local prayers. You got to start praying crazy prayers. God, you will make my daughter a preacher. God, you will make my son a songwriter. God, you will make my family an example for others to see. I'm praying pray, crazy. God, you're not just going to give me a business that will be able to hold three people as employees. God, you're going to give me people who have hundreds of employees. Oh, you're not ready. He's a good father. After, he, after Uber finished high school here and got provided for his school there, he's like, Pastor, I'm going to ORU. And I'm like, bro, look, I went through that process. I come from Juarez. I went from a private school to another private, to TCU, bro. And I'm telling you, that was so hard. I had to wait two years before I got my visa. I had to, I had to go for two years to uh, the best place to start and finish. <laughs> I go, bro, just, just be ready. I, I, and I go, what's your plan B? And he's like, I don't have plan B. Right, come on, where are my people that are like, I don't have plan B? If you're not there, I need you to get me. Without faith, it is impossible to please him. The reason you don't get to plan A, because you keep on changing plan A. God doesn't change. And we go, well, God, if, if this one doesn't work, well, I know hmm, my single people on the house say, yeah. Okay, look at the person. If you heard, yeah, go ahead. Single people on the house, right? You're like, oh, God, I want a man of God. But okay, Lord, even if he just goes to church. Oh, God, oh, God, it's okay, it's okay. God, I, I've, been, I've been saving myself God, for the men of God, but mm, God, just somebody that mm, just barely saved, Lord. My plan C, God, mm, God, it's okay, it's okay, God, if I have to support him. Mm. You get what I'm saying? But when you have plan A, guess what happened? He got a full scholarship at ORU. 
Because God honors those that step into faith. Somebody say with me, loco. You got to have that faith. God is a good father. Scripture keeps reading Galatians. We're starting Galatians chapter 4, verse 21 through 23. Tell me, you who desire to be under the law, you that want to merit, and because of your merit, do you not hear the law? For it is written that Abraham had two sons, the one by a bondwoman, the other by a free woman. But he who was of the bondwoman was born according to the flesh. I just got to put it to you so you can take it. One had two dreams, plan A and plan B. One that he had to work in whatever he wanted to do. And the other one was what God wanted him to do. The calling God has in your life. Hmm. And he of the free woman through promise. Through faith. Pastor, I've been on this job 10 years. I've been on this job 20 years. And I hate it. Are you living your calling? Now, I want you to get this. Look, I was a banker for years, and every time a person will step into my office, I will preach to them because my calling was to be a preacher. I could exercise it as a banker. Mm. Some of us think we need a platform. If you're not faithful in the little, he cannot trust you with more. And, and some of you are evangelists, and you're at Walmart, and God puts that person in front of you, and you don't say, can I pray for you? Right. You say, hmm, that kid, somebody slap him. <laughs> the title is not the calling. Ooh, I don't know if you're ready for this. The title is not the calling. The key is obedience. To a God that is a good father. Scripture keeps reading in verse 28 through 31. Now, brethren, as Isaac was our children, as Isaac was, we are children of promise. Isaac is a promise of Abraham to have a son with his wife, the other son that Abraham had. So you don't get scared. You don't think that this only comes out in soap operas. So this only comes out in Hallmark movies or novelas. He actually tried to help God and had another son with, with a servant. That the wife, ladies, okay, so you don't blame it on the, on the men. All the ladies. Three of you right. <laughs> Let me, let's help God. Let's help God. But as he was born according to the flesh, then persecuted with, but as he who was born according to the flesh, then persecuted him who was born according to the spirit. Have this war between the spirit and the flesh. Even so it is now. Nevertheless, what does the scripture say? Cast out the bondservant and her son. Cast out the way you think that you have to help God. <laughs> Cast out your limits. For the son of the bondservant shall not be heir with the son of the free woman. If you keep on having that mentality, you will not enter because without faith it is what? So then, brethren, we are not children of the bondwoman, but of the free. Some of us grew up with half-brothers, half-sisters. Okay, I'm going to go there. Come on, say go there. Some of us grew up with half-brothers, half-sisters, even in the church. And they get jealous when you start doing something for God that they haven't been able to do in 20 years. Because you only have a plan A. 
they took him back. Jesus presents Abba, Father. They took back the one that had everything and, and just wasted it. And the, when he came back to his senses, he drew near. But the other son, the Bible says that he was left outside, upset, because the father had taken his other brother, had wasted everything, wasted things that were not his. Are you ready for this? I said, are you ready for this? Yes. We get upset as if it was ours. Yes. You know, the problem we have is that we think, especially, mm, okay, especially the generation, the millennials, I'm barely there. I'm just, just going to go there. I need you to get this. We get upset because they don't give it to us. They don't give us the inheritance. They don't give us what we want as if it's ours to take. And we don't understand that it's theirs to give. Your boss has been working for 30 years for that business. Your dad, your mom, your grandpa, it's generational wealth. They have, they have a BMW because they worked for 40 years. You have three months in the job and you want a BMW. Oh, you're not ready. God is not a God of entitlement. God is a rewarder of those that seek him. And you need to understand this because we grow into this thing and we're like, it's mine. I need to, they, they should have given me that minute. They should have given me that position. They should have given you nothing. It's not yours for, to take. It's theirs to give. And we get to this place and we draw close to God and we take the attitude of the other son. He gets there and he's upset. He's like, how come you give him everything? I've been here all, all this time and you don't give me anything. I've been working and working and working. And the father says, but you never draw close. If you would have asked me, you're working on the law to do things according to what you think. But if you would spend time with me, everything I have is yours. Come on, parents in the house. You don't need them to do anything. You just need them close. I, I, I tell you, my dad will take me shopping and be $50. I take my son shopping now. We took him shopping. He likes, he has a shoe game. Come on, why don't people have a shoe game? Now, I don't have shoes, but he has shoes. Every shoe that it's cool, it's his. I borrow it. <laughs> I'm there, and I was like, you better not buy him anything. He already has enough. But my God is a God of more than enough. <laughs> now, I need you to get this. It's an investment. <laughs> no, I really need you to get this. I don't give it to him because I'm bitter. Oh, my dad didn't get me that. Careful. I give it to him because I'm here because of what my dad gave me. And if I don't give him more than what my dad gave me, I'm not honoring my dad. If I don't give them more than what he's given me, if I don't give this city, if I don't give this community, come on. If we don't share what he has done in our life, his mercy, his grace, if we don't give more, we're not honoring him as a good father. He's giving you more than you deserve. Amen. It's your time. Yeah. It's your time. He's a good father. He's a good father. A couple of years ago, Uber calls me and says, Pastor, graduated, got my house, married your sister. <laughs> God's telling me to go back to El Paso. God's telling me to go back to El Paso. Man, you have a job over here? 
but I have faith. Bro, this market is right during COVID. How are you gonna sell your house? Within three weeks, his house was sold. Why? Because we have a good father that is looking for people that have faith. Somebody say with me, loco. You need to go back to a place in which you believe in that God. And Hebrews 11:6 says, without faith it is impossible to please him. You need to know this God that is not afraid of your dreams. In fact, I'll tell you, your dream is just the floor of what he has for you. I want you to stand with me today. Sometimes because we have siblings in the family that sometimes jealousy, sometimes because our father wasn't present. Hear me, please. We think that that's the family of God and that's who God is. But God is looking for people that are willing to trust them, not just halfway. God is looking for people that would say, God, if you sent me, I'll go. And if you send me back, I'll go. <laughs> not for people that say, just send me and this is what I want, but for people that say, God, I know your plans are better. What that means is, God, if you want me to say sorry, I'll say sorry. Because I'm not going to stay bitter. It doesn't, it, it doesn't say with your feelings, you please God. It says with faith. I, and, and if I can ask you for this, would you close your eyes for a minute? I know you've been hurt, okay? And I know that relationship was real. And I know what happened in that church hurt you. And I know what happened at work is, is, is real and what's happening. I know. But I'm telling you, that's not God. That's not God. He's Jehovah Jireh, my provider. He made a covenant. He's a rewarder. And today he's looking for faith. Today he wants to be Abba Father to you. Would you close your eyes where you are? Abba Father. Abba Father, we cry out to you today. Thank you for listening. Stay connected through our social media. And remember, we are family.